Hello, and welcome to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is your one-stop shop for all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. Our goal is to help you make fitness and nutrition a part of your life, not your whole life. We discuss a variety of topics, including faith, self-awareness, sustainability and consistency, training programs, grocery store navigation, and how to enjoy your favorite foods without guilt or remorse. There is a lot of noise out there in the world of health and fitness, so we're here to provide real, reliable, and practical answers and recommendations that will keep you moving forward on your journey. My wife Ashley and I are your hosts, and please do not hesitate to reach out on social media to say hello, ask questions, or comment on this week's episode. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Right, welcome back. This is episode 125, and I am here today to walk you through a conversation and a topic that was actually inspired by a recent check-in with one of our clients, and I'm incredibly excited to share this conversation with you and hopefully provide some clarity and some insight into what you are training for specifically and how it may differ from the program that you're currently following. Uh, But before we get into that, first with our usual life updates, ballistic updates, and everything else that's going on in our world and hopefully your world as well because I believe we run in similar circles. But as far as our life, some things going on, our bathroom renovation is coming right along. We are chipping away. Uh, We finished the bathtub. We have hung all of the cement board for the ceramic tile that's going to go up around that. We're preparing to tear out the vanity and the wall uh, on the opposite side here today. So we've got all kinds of things going on there. And then our baby registry is also complete. Ash absolutely killed that. I, on the other hand, have no idea what half of the shit is on the registry or that it even existed prior to having a kid. It's one of those things where you don't know you need it until you need it, I guess. Uh, But we've got that checked off the list. And then in terms of ballistic updates, Last week I mentioned about the new apparel. Well, stay tuned. It is coming. We're waiting for confirmation from the fulfillment center that does our printing for us and our shipping uh, that they've received these new garments so that then we can release the designs and get your orders in. So keep your eyes peeled. Hopefully that is coming here in the next week or so. I'm trying to overestimate. Hopefully it will be sooner. But uh, we are also preparing to launch Evolve, which is our group course for the third time, which is absolutely phenomenal. And in case you're unfamiliar, Evolve is a 90-day program to evolve the way you look and finally make nutrition easy. It has nutrition plans that are tailored to you, interval-based workouts, and weekly live coaching calls, as well as lifetime access to all of the modules and resources, just to name a few things. So if you're interested in that, again, keep on the lookout because we're about to release all of that information here in the next few days. And then lastly, we only have two PT spots remaining. So if you're in the Dubois area, you're local, and you're interested in personal training, we only have two spots remaining. So do not wait. Make sure you reach out and contact us, whether it's via Instagram and the DMs, or you send us an email. 
Uh, but make sure you reach out because those spots are going to be gone before you know it. Okay, so in terms of the conversation today, I mentioned that it was inspired by a discussion we had with one of our clients in their check-in. And in that conversation, we were talking about the phases of training and how currently he's in a muscular endurance phase, meaning we're trying to develop some foundational adaptations, meaning you know greater stability. And even though we're training for muscular endurance, there's some strength adaptations involved there, uh, especially if you're new to resistance training. And we're really just trying to lay the foundation upon which we're going to build the rest of this program or the rest of his results. Now, just to explain a little bit about our approach, with almost every client that we work with, nearly everyone starts with a muscular endurance phase. And the reason for that is it's just foundational adaptations. It's just things that you need. It helps prepare your, your body and your central nervous system, your muscular system, your joints, all of that to move heavier loads, to move better with better technique and movement patterns, to push yourself to new intensity. So we start with that muscular endurance phase, and then from there, depending on the individual's goal, we'll progress to hypertrophy and strength and power. And again, it's dependent on the individual, but nearly everybody starts with that foundational piece. Now, following my explanation to this individual, he asked the question, are hypertrophy and strength not related? And he said something along the lines of, I always thought they were one and the same. And when he asked that question, I immediately thought to myself, well, if he has those thoughts, then he is not the only one because you're never alone when you're having second thoughts or you're not sure about whether something is legitimate or not or you're confused about something in the world of fitness and nutrition. You're not the only one that has that question. So I wanted to share this explanation that I provided and really just share in this, this conversation that we had with him. So that question, whether or not we can, or whether or not hypertrophy and strength are related, transitioned into the, the, uh, the name of this episode, holy cow, I'm struggling here, but transitioned into the title of this episode being is it possible to get stronger without getting bigger? So to start, we need to define both strength and hypertrophy. When I say hypertrophy, I'm talking about muscle growth. So hypertrophy is the increase in size, which could be the cross-sectional area of the muscle fiber, or it could be in the number of fibers, which that's called hyperlasia, so a little bit different. But hypertrophy in general is an increase in size. Strength, on the other hand, could be defined as the ability of a muscle or combination of muscle groups to generate and transmit force. Now, until recent years, it was really believed that strength was determined primarily by the cross-sectional area or the size of your muscle or muscle fibers. Now, although cross-sectional area is a predictor of strength, it's not the only predictor and it's actually the neurological adaptations that play a huge role in strength development. So when I say neurological adaptations, I'm talking about things that are going on with your brain and your nervous system and how those things communicate, how your brain communicates with your muscles. So some of these adaptations that are incredibly important when it comes to strength 
are things such as neuromuscular facilitation. Holy shit, that's a long word. That's a fancy way of saying muscle memory. So when we think about neuromuscular facilitation or muscle memory, I want you to think about blazing a trail through the woods. I don't know if you've ever done that, but I'm using this analogy because I grew up wandering the woods, making trails, and, and riding ATVs and doing all that shit with my friends. The first time you're trying to blaze a path or make a trail in the woods, it takes forever. You're cutting down trees. You're clearing brush. You're trying to make sure you know where you're going. You're trying to navigate through the, through the woods. But after you've done that first trip through and actually blazed the trail, the next time you run through it, walk through it, ride through it, whatever it is, you can go a little bit faster. And the next time, even faster. And the time after that, even faster. And the reason for that is you're continuing to pave the way. You're continuing to learn where the trail turns, where the the rocky spots, where the loose areas, where can I go a little bit faster, where can I get a little bit slower. And that same thing happens with your brain sending signals to your muscles. Those paths get smoother and smoother and it can occur faster. And you're able to do it almost in a second nature. And it is something that you no longer have to concentrate on. So that's the first adaptation. Second one is the recruitment of motor units. So in your body, you have thousands and thousands, and it might be hundreds of thousands. I don't know the number. If anybody knows off the top of their head, you're a genius or you study this way too much. But you have all of these motor units in your body. Those motor units are what transmits the signal from your brain to the muscle to actually contract. Now, when you're exercising or when you're being physically active in any way, playing a sport or just doing something uh, that requires effort, you're not always recruiting all of the motor units. So it's possible to recruit additional motor units or it's possible to recruit less motor units to accomplish the same task. That way you still have additional units left to move heavier loads or do harder work, if that makes sense. So those are the types of adaptations that can occur in the motor units, whether it's recruiting more or becoming more efficient and needing to recruit less to do the same amount of work. Another thing that can happen is motor unit synchronization. So the firing can occur in a more synchronized way in which you're more efficient at transmitting the force. So that's another huge adaptation. And then also something like firing rate is in there, meaning how quickly can you initiate and recruit those units? That's another a big neurological adaptation. And then lastly, there's there can be inhibition of mechanisms. Now, these mechanisms are really fancy and really physiologically nerdy, but there are things like Golgi tendon organs, Renshaw cells, supraspinal signals, all these things that you don't need to know the name for. But what you do need to know is that when I train and I garner adaptations for strength training or from strength training, those inhibition mechanisms or inhibition of those mechanisms allows me to move additional loads and become stronger because they are no longer inhibiting my ability to move into those positions or recruit additional motor units, etc. So that's another adaptation that can occur. All of those things that I just listed muscle memory or neuromuscular facilitation, recruitment of motor units, motor unit synchronization, firing rate, inhibition of uh, mechanisms. Those are all adaptations that play a significant role in your ability to transmit force or to generate force and express strength. 
Now, research has actually shown that we need to train at particular volumes, loads, and intensities in order to garner specific adaptations such as the ones we just went over. And although these recommendations are more of ranges, they're sort of like a dimmer light instead of an actual light switch, meaning it's not a hard stop. You can train at various repetitions and intensities and loadings and volumes and still garner different adaptations. You know, you can still garner, you can still experience or uh, undergo hypertrophy even though you're training for strength. And you can still improve muscular endurance even though you're training for hypertrophy or vice versa. It can still occur that way, but in general, the research has shown that we need to stay within these realms to get the most bang for our buck, we'll say. Now, and that's exactly why specificity is one of the pillars of strength and conditioning. It's literally a training principle, the, the principle of specificity. So that said, I want you to picture this. You're training specifically for strength, meaning the sets likely range from three to six per exercise. The repetitions per set are usually less than six. You're resting two to five minutes between sets. You're moving large loads, like 85% of your max or more. If you're training in that capacity, you're going to get stronger. But you're not necessarily going to get bigger. And here's why. In order to get bigger to experience muscle hypertrophy, you have to expose yourself to very specific volumes, intensities, and loads, as well as time under tension, even metabolic stress, in order for that to occur. So what the current research is showing is that if you want to actually generate hypertrophy, you need to be training 10 to 20 sets per muscle group per week. Your rest period should be anywhere from 90 to 120 seconds. Some research is saying 60 seconds. Uh, but you need to be moving loads of 67 to 85% of your one rep max. Or a better way to phrase it would be an RIR or reps in reserve of two to three. Meaning when you finish your last rep in that set, you should think, okay, I could have maybe done one, two, or even three of those before I hit true failure. And then the repetitions actually need to last longer. So we're looking for anywhere from three to seven seconds per rep. In other words, your time under tension needs to be there. You need to have that in order to create mechanical stress to actually induce some hypertrophy adaptations. So just based on that example, you can see there are two very different areas you need to be in, one to garner strength and one to garner hypertrophy. So is it possible to get bigger or is it possible to get stronger without getting bigger? Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not associated in one way or another. Like we said at the beginning of the episode here, cross-sectional area or muscle size is one of the primary predictors of strength, but it's not the only predictor. So if your goal is to get stronger, you need to follow a program that's designed to do so. If your goal is to get bigger, you need to follow a program that's designed to do that. Very few programs will do both or are designed to accomplish both, and it's nearly impossible to do both at the same time. Really, the only exception to that is if you are new to resistance training or we've seen some of these uh, adaptations occurring simultaneously in the elderly populations. So it's really important to note that, that unless you're following a very planned, purposeful, and progressive program that is moving you through various phases of, 
phases phases of training, you're likely not going to experience the adaptations you're looking for. Our program, our build program specifically, and our move program will move you through those phases. And in one phase, you will be trying to target hypertrophy. But we're not trying to get bigger and stronger at the same time. We're just targeting hypertrophy. Then progressively over time, you'll start to target muscular strength. And we will be developing that specifically. So you need to make sure whatever program you follow, whether it's ours or someone else's, that it's planned, it's structured, it's purposeful, it's progressive, and that it's actually designed for what you are trying to achieve. Because you could easily fall into a program that isn't necessarily created for what you're trying to pursue and you could end up spinning your wheels for not only weeks but months and even years so hopefully that explanation provided some insight into the fact that hypertrophy and strength are not one and the same they can actually be separated and they're actually targeted very specifically and need to be separated and targeted very specifically in order to actually achieve those things and that it's really important to understand whatever program you are following is created for that specific purpose. So as always, we appreciate you so much for listening. If you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, send us a DM on Instagram at ballistic.performance or shoot us an email at hello at trainballistic.com. We're more than happy to dive into detail on any number of subjects that you send in. Uh, And then as I mentioned at the top of the episode, you're never alone when you have those questions. So even if you think it is a stupid question or a stupid topic, as our teachers always told us, there is no such thing. And there are probably thousands of people listening that actually want recommendations and guidance or just an explanation on that exact topic. So please send those in. And then as I mentioned at the top of the episode, We only have two spots remaining for personal training. So if you or someone you know is in the Dubois area and you're looking to take back control of your fitness, follow the link in the show notes and you'll be able to schedule a free consult. We would love to learn more about you, excuse me, and your goals and hopefully be able to work together to pursue those goals on your fitness journey. And then lastly, please, 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 if you have not done so already and you enjoy what you hear on this channel, leave us a five-star review, leave a, or if you, excuse me, five-star rating, leave a review in there as well, because it really does make a difference and help us reach more people and change more lives to the platform. And we would really appreciate it. Until next time, have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in, or if you're here with us each and every week, Ash and I just want to take a moment to express our thanks and gratitude. We are so incredibly blessed to have your support, and we could not continue to show up week in and week out if it were not for you. If you enjoy what you hear on this channel, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, leave a review in there as well. That is how we reach more people and change more lives through the platform. Lastly, if you don't follow us across all of our other social media accounts, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. Our handles are either ballistic.performance or ballistic performance across all of those platforms. Or you can check us out online at trainballistic.com. Again, we appreciate and love you so much, and we hope you have a fantastic week.